Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this amazing experience in your presence. We ask you to guide us by the Holy Spirit today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to welcome you all to this amazing Brickerville conference. Amen. Amen. Today, um, I want to welcome those watching on Facebook, YouTube. Are you there? Are they with us? Beautiful. It's time for a flow prayer meeting, but we are having a conference. <laughs> what a blessing. So, these words are going to lead you into your prayers as well. Amen. Amen. I want to share with you 25 things that I hope I can go through, 25 things that will make you uh, a good leader. Amen. Amen. 25 things that will make you a good leader. Number one, you must know that everything depends on the leader. Amen. Amen. The reason we say this is because in Isaiah chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold, the Lord of hosts doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff, the provision of food and water. And he takes away the mighty man. He's taking away the man of war. He's taking away a judge. He's taking away the prophet, the ancient, the captain of 50, the counselor. And he says, I will give children and babies to rule over them. And everyone shall be oppressed. Everyone by another. Wow. Wow. Now, when God wanted to punish a nation, he didn't say, I will take away the trees. Or I'll take away the rivers. Or I'll take away the animals. Or even the people. 
Nawe nyulla yanku wewe I'll take away leaders. Fawuzeje we surkuzizm tark. Ancient people. Rou ulul captains. Rupfe judges. Ruptsar prophets. Rupamnan all these type of people. Rokarasa nullaretu. I'll take them away. Yesurkumial. And you see what will happen. De witanon savatisiu. So it does not depend on the people. But it depends on the leader. For a, a country to be spoiled. Or a church to be spoiled. Or, or a church not to develop. It depends on the leader. That's why when God said, I will punish these people, he said, I will just take their leaders. They only left with children and babies. So when you are a leader, you have to stop blaming something around you. One day I sent some missionaries somewhere. And uh, when they got to the country, they said, uh, the mission cannot work. It's not true. You are the one who is not working well. It depends on the leader. You know, over the years, I've sent missionaries to many countries. Not even one mission has not worked. Yes. Even the ones that seemed that they were not working. Either with time or changing of the leadership. The mission works. All over the world. We have over 90 countries. And about 33 years of sending missionaries. I cannot point to any mission. And say that this mission has not worked. It's either you change the leader. Or you need some time. More time. Because every tree takes time to grow. So remember always. It depends on the leader. So you may be in America. And you say the church cannot work. Because you are an African. African. In America. So that's why the church is small. You know, if you like, I can show you on YouTube and Facebook pastors, Africans in America with large congregations of, with white people. It's always two things. Either you change the leader or you give it some time. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. You not get a country with towns, with people, flowing people, happy. When I came in to preach, you should see the clubs. Eh? When I went for the pastor's meeting after the crusade, they start clapping before I sit down. Yeah. We are talking about flowing. You are a failure. That is why you may say that it cannot work. Yeah, the no. mission cannot work. You are a failure. Yeah, no it mission. depends on the leader. Now I told I was giving you 25 things. So let's go to number two. Decide to be one of the good leaders. One of the what? One of the good leaders. In the, in the world. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. What? A good minister. That means a good leader. A good pastor. A good minister. It means some people are not good. Oh yes. Some people are not good ministers. And they are not good leaders. That's why they are always complaining. The people are not good. The country is not good. If you are an African in America, you may say that, oh, the reason our church has only 24 members is because there are no people here, the immigrants, there are no black people. There is you don't know. Go, you see people. It's you who is not a good uh, uh, leader. That is why the people are few. Amen. Amen. So it says, um, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister. Of Jesus Christ. And. Thou shalt be a good minister. Nourished up in the words of faith. 
and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. You must be nourished in the words. You must be soaked in the words. The words must have had a great effect on you. I've written many books based on the Bible. I have not seen any pastor who has not who has who has nourished himself with these books and these words who has not become a good minister. Amen. Amen. I have not seen any minister who is not a good minister who has nourished himself with these words. Amen. Amen. You see, if you nourish yourself in the words, nourish means like you feed yourself over and over. That's what makes you a good minister. No one can read the Bible once and say, I read the Bible. Stupid. You read the Bible when you were in from what, class three, class two. We all read various parts of the Bible and say, I've read the Bible. That is why you don't benefit from the Bible. Because you read it 15 years ago. You stand there and say you've read the Bible. Paul said you must be nourished. That means flooded. The word of God. I am 50 whatever years old. I've read the Bible even today. Can you imagine how many times I've read the Bible? That's why people are not good ministers. You think you know what you have read. But you are not nourished. Yes. I see people who call themselves pastors in my church. And they don't know what is in the books. And they are not nourished. They, have, they own it. You can own a book, but you are not nourished. You can own it, you can read it, but you are still not nourished. It has not fed you. Yes. And I have not yet seen anyone who is nourished in especially the books that I have written about ministry 
who has not become a giant in the ministry. Because my calling is about ministry. Most of my books are about ministry. They are not populist books. They are not books for the general I mean, everybody to enjoy it. It's always usually towards ministers. That's my calling. So these books, everyone who says you are serious in the ministry, you need to be nourished, not that I have it. It just has flooded you and has made you grow nicely. Whenever I see old pastors, I don't usually recommend my books to them. Because you know why? Because I feel that they are past the stage where they want to be nourished. Yes. 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 I, when I see grown pastors older, I, I, I don't even... I don't even recommend my book to them. When you are nourished, it makes you now grow and become something. Few people can fly nine hours from their country in a, in a jet. Fly nine hours to come to somebody's country to come and have a campaign. Especially an African. Oh yes. It should reveal to you. Because to fly from Ghana to here is about nine hours. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine flying my trucks and books and everybody here? Obviously, there is something that God has given me to share with ministers. And Paul said, if you put the brethren in remembrance of these Thou shalt be a good minister. That means you can be a bad minister. But God is saying here, you can be a good minister. And I see you becoming a good minister. Amen. Amen. Number three. Forty names for a leader. There are forty different names for a leader. And I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter three. Verse two. It says in the New Living Translation, it says, he will destroy all the nation's leaders. 
Uzizwe, warinja nuzizia, ni 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 tarkam firene na rechan. Amen. Amen. The heroes. Ro ro lelama yeri. The soldiers. Ro piadi. The judges. Pchar. The prophets. Pamnani. The diviners. Panofakatuva. The elders. Lul. The army officers. Mfeti mapul. Honorable citizens. Manakaj. Advisers. Panulchaina. Skilled magicians. Romai savata. Expert enchanters. And panowuti. And it goes on. Timit nayan. And he is showing that there are many different names given for a leader. So a pastor is one of the names given to someone who is a leader. Amen. Amen. So leadership is an important, the point number four, how leadership is discussed in the Bible. Leadership is an important topic in the Bible. Amen. Amen. Most Bibles do not use the word leader. Because of that, the topic of leadership has been left to motivational speakers. Motivational speakers use the term leadership and you hear them talking about leadership but leadership is a very Bible-based topic. Amen. Amen. So you see in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says, He that ruleth, let him do it with diligence. The Bible says God has set some in the church governments. Listen, in most churches have not developed in governments. Yes. That is why some churches cannot, many churches cannot continue. Yes. I once visited a country in Africa that didn't have a government. Yes. That didn't have a government. That's when I realized that a government, you know, is a very great thing to have a government. Yeah. So government is is, is one of the words used in the Bible. So the Bible in the word of God is teaching about leadership more than any other book. In Luke 22 and 26 in the American Bible it says not so with you let him who is a servant among you 
become as the youngest and the leader as the servant. Let the leader be as the servant. Luca 26 ya fatsa batu isani ana reo zis fasele pe amna reo te oka tun sant ar semanapaka te oka tun panup. Amen. Amen. Number five. Fatima. You must avoid certain types of leadership. Mila ayelanoa karaza na fitariye na sasasa. Amen. Amen. Make sure you lead us out of Brickerville. What do I mean? Out of Brickerville, you can lead us and God will do a great thing. Everybody in Madagascar can easily one day be coming to Brickerville to visit to see what God is doing here. Andrei Andruana is sure now after the Brickerville. Let me tell you, I eat away what you want and save that on and demand to Brickerville. Everything depends on the leader. And save that rate that they make them touch. If God raises up uh, a great leader. Here in Brickerville. One day people will come just to visit. You see, Ghana, Ghana is, a, is not a big country. Ghana is not a big country. That's where I live. It's not so large. A country. Recently in our history, we were declared to be one of the poorest countries in the world. But when the church developed in Ghana, people all over the world come to Ghana to come to learn over there. If only there will be a leader where you are, a lot of people will come there. It depends on the leader, not on the country. Yes. Stop blaming anybody. Stop blaming anybody. You find that people in Africa blame colonial whatever. Masters. Stop blaming them. Amen. Amen. They blame slave trade. They blame other countries. This is a characteristic of human nature. Let's find somebody we don't like to blame. As the reason for our condition. That is why in my church, I have a lot of lay pastors. Pastors who are not paid by the church. I don't want anybody to grow up and one day blame me for they are not prospering in their life. I let them work in wherever you want to work. In the world and see whether you can prosper. 
Whether you can lead yourself into prosperity. Stop blaming somebody. In Ghana, hey, we used to blame the white man. For our condition. But now we don't blame the white man in Ghana. I don't read the news and I ever see them say anything about the white man. Because it has been 63 years since we have been managing our own affairs. And uh, it's soon going to be 100 years. Ghana is soon going to be 100 years old. How long can you blame your history? Yes. In South Africa, they have what they call xenophobia. And they are blaming other nations. Illegal nations. One day, we all grew up and see that we have to look at ourselves and ask ourselves what is our contribution. In Ghana, we had a castle's forts that the white man built and captured people and put them in prison. 200 years ago. Today I can tell you that in 2022 when the black man also took over he's using the same castle as a prison for people. I have been there to preach myself. Why is he not using, why is he not building a decent prison? Hmm? Since the white man was so bad. Stop blaming somebody. When it's your turn, what can you do for yourself? Pastors should stop blaming the town that this is not a good town. Pastors should stop blaming something for the church not working. Stop saying it's not a good place that I've been sent to. There are pastors here who say if I was in Antananarivo, my church would be a big church. Breakerville is a good town. Breakerville is a good town. Amen. Amen. I am living here. 
I've, I'm sleeping here. I'm in the middle of this city. And I'm telling you, it's a good town. God can use you. Stop blaming somebody for all your When you stop blaming people, you start working on your own situation. Number six, you must avoid, you must know what is the leadership of a child. Decide not to be a child leader. The Bible says, as for my children, my people, Children are their oppressors and women rule over them. What does it mean? Number one. When a child is in charge of something, it is disorganized. Yes. Because when you go to children's bedroom, the whole room is confused. Amen. Avoid that. Number two. Leadership of a child is characterized by a lack of understanding of the seriousness of issues. Amen. 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 Number three, leadership of a child, he does not understand complex things. Oh, yes. You know, when you are a little child, you cannot understand economics, science, Uh, Many complicated things, too complex. One day I went to uh, stay in a house with my wife and I think my children. Now I had a problem with this house. Do you want to know the problem I had? Yes. The problem is that there were no keys. Uh, the, the, the door has a handle, but there's no place for a key. And I was in the room with my wife. I needed to lock the door so that the children cannot come there. But there was no key. So I asked, why do you not have keys? They said, because of little children. I said, why? They explained that when the child is inside the room and by mistake the key locks, the child cannot come out because it's too complicated for the child to know how to take the key, to put it inside and to turn it. It's too much for a child. So they don't have keys. 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 So they don't have keys.
kasienda foyit tampaka le tran de safatra rotra ho an'ny ankizy ny akalakile dia nokatra ny levaravarana na dia voka tao zavatsafatra ho an'ny zaza zany zay oh yes so according to their law you can't have a key with a door with little children dia arakana lalana ny zareo zana ianao tsy afaka manana varavarana misy lakile rehefa manana zazakely and i thought to myself is it not simple to put the key in like this not for a child no so when a child is in charge of a church something like church growth is too complicated for yes when the leader is a child the books are too many for him What is shepherding? In Sanifia afia ptarksan pianti. What is sacrifice? How does it contribute? In Sansur na sanin namba wetan san. What what is uh, uh 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 what is this one? What is this one? Catch the anointing. Catch the anointing. How do you catch anointing? Amanin of self-complicated. Safta pesa. Too many things. Pelotan. Too many things. Pelotan. What is a good general? In sane general tsara zany. How does it help us? Inna nekna na na pinine tsika. They they is took they want pictures with a uh, book with pictures. Sa nenaza buku misarsarin tin lesaz. Yes. What is he that has he shall have more. In sane semana na fomaitsa mbola anana yane. This book is one of the most important books i've ever written this one in pukine na nisam puktena manandanjandrina suratako yes yen because it explains poverty satimana sava fantanin and it explains prosperity armana sava fanambina from jesus point of view a fumba fitseren jesus and you see in chapter 4 of this book aromni a chapitre ya fa efatra min pukine we have the causes of intractable poverty maniwa we inandro luaran ni fantana lal and in every one of the pastors aron pastor atsraraya who is not prospering chambin i see the three causes of intractable poverty as revealed by research research but research is too complicated for a pastor for a child. a child will not what is it how many want to know the three causes of intractable poverty and is the same causes of poverty in churches according to this research in this book number one, number one, lack of knowledge number two, lack of skills three, laziness has been proved across the world by FAO and other research organizations these three are the main causes of poverty yeah 
Like if I send a missionary to Brickerville, and after four years he's still not doing well. When I go into his life, I will see lack of knowledge. He actually doesn't know many of the things. Number two, I'll see lack of skills. That he doesn't have the skill of a pastor. The skill how to be a pastor. How to teach. He still doesn't know how to teach well. He lacks the skill of being anointed. And number three, I'll see laziness. And in the book, he describes what do they mean by laziness. No energy. No interest in a good life. All over the world, it has been proven in every country that these are the causes of poverty in America, Africa, everywhere. Lack of knowledge, lack of skills, and laziness. In Africa, we don't know so many things. Oh, yes. We don't know how to make cars. We don't have the scale. The knowledge. We are just harvesting pepper. And oranges. Somebody has a skill. Somebody has a skill to make televisions. Phones. Cars. We lack skill. 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 That's why you go to school. To get knowledge. And skill. How to do things. But you see a child. He looks and says, ah, the book is too big. It's too complicated. May you not be a child anymore. A child that look at a key and he cannot put it in the door. Hey. A child is always having fun parties. Toys. Yes. And a child, a leadership of a child, a child does not build. When my children were children, they were not building. Children spoil things. That's all that children do. The, 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 the father will build and the child will spoil. One day, my, my, I, I was a child. I broke my mother's heart. She had a beautiful chair that she bought for my father. Very nice chair. And one day, as a child, I took my pen. And I came, you see, it has an arm like this. I don't know what I was, I was, I was, I don't know what was in my mind. I was, I was, I was, and I wanted to pierce, pierce the ladder. <laughs> and 
then I pierced it in the end. I pierced it. I scratched it and I pierced it. This is a very beautiful. This chair, I have it up till today. I sit on that same chair. And I look at my distraction. What I was doing. A child is only a destroyer. But when you are no more a child, you start to build. And you know the value of things that your father is doing. May you not be a child either. That's why we are always building. Yes. Children cannot concentrate for more than five minutes. Running here, running here. Running here, running here. I called uh, Bishop Oyedepo, Bishop of uh, one of the biggest churches in the world. I wanted to invite him. He said that he has... He's not traveling. God has told him not to travel outside his country for five years. Yeah, five years. He has not stepped outside Nigeria. Even to Benin. No, 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 no. It's only in one place. He's concentrating. A child cannot do that. A child, go here, here, here. Sit down in Brickerville and build a church. Every day you are going to Antanarivo. Amen. Amen. A child has no foresight. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. The leadership of a child. No more in your life. Number seven. The leadership of a woman. Amen. Amen. The leadership of a woman. Is characterized by quarrels and pettiness. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. And now I want to plead with these two women, Yudia and Sintishe. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. Paul was trying to settle disagreement between Yudia and Sintiche. Many women have are quarrelsome. They are beautiful but quarrels. It does it different. They are different things. Beauty is different from quarrels. One day I saw one of my pastors. Uh, she was not happy in the church. So, I was trying to find out what was the problem. I thought it was a problem with the anointing. I thought it was a problem with the leadership. I thought it was a problem with shepherding. I thought it was a problem with the finances. Oh, 
Oh. It was none of these. It was issue with another lady in the church. Yes. That's all. But I thought it was something big. Yes. So when you are a leader and you have the lead, he says, I will give you women to rule over you. It means he will give you people that are petty. Jealous. Quarreling. Never agreeing. I don't like you. I don't like this. Stick so stick we know. By the grace of God. I don't know any pastor that I don't speak to. Oh, yes. Yeah. There is a pastor I, don't, I, 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 I no longer speak. I don't speak to this person. Never. Never. You have to have a good relationship with everybody. So we, we, in, in some cities... And if you turn on a sasana, when we go to have crusades, hey, hey, the, the pastors are like women. If this one is going to sit on stage, I will not come. Yes. Yeah. If this pastor is going to come, I don't I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't I don't agree with this person. This one is a divorcee. I don't sit on the same platform with divorcees. Wow. Wow. This man has a bad marriage. I don't agree with him. We have always to balance the pastors as if they are children or women. Yes. You know, one day we went to a, a country. I will not tell you the name of the country. But the country is in Africa. Hey. We went, we were having a crusade. When we finished the crusade, Few people came to the crusade. When we left, we found out that the pastor who we knew first, he came from a tribe. And all other tribes don't like that tribe. So not all of them, the churches who come from the other tribe, it was the majority, they didn't come for them. Oh, no, no, no. Stay with these people. Hey. Hey. So from today, the person you need may be the person you think you, you don't want to have anything to do with. So don't be a leader in the way, the negative way the Bible describes as a woman. It is, it is rare to find a woman who flows with everybody.
One day I made a woman a pastor of a church. And I traveled for three years. And I came back. I couldn't find my members whom I left. So I decided personally to go and look for the members. I went to their houses to search for my members who I left behind. And I found one of them. I said, why are you not come to church? She said, the woman, the woman that you left as a pastor, she has, she has sacked all those of us who are not her friends. We are all not in the church anymore. Only her friends are in the church. It's rare to find a woman who is flowing with everybody. For me, I flow with Catholics. Oh, yeah. yeah. I flow with, I was in a Catholic school. Yeah. There are a lot of things I do in my church I learned from Catholics. Oh, yeah. If I tell you the things I learned from Catholics, you'll be surprised. Oh, yeah. Few churches are powerful like the Catholic Church. And united. As a Catholic church. As for me, I flow with Methodists. My main person whom I would like to be like, apart from Jesus, is John Wesley. Yes. I flow with Presbyterian. Because the Presbyterian, they are from Switzerland, my country. I flow with Anglican. Yes, because I was born in England and that is where Anglican is from. I flow with Pentecostal. Because that is when the Holy Spirit came down and Everything has changed since the Holy Spirit came down. Oh, yes. Yeah. I flow with uh, SDA. They have church on Saturdays. I also have church on Saturdays. And Sundays too, but also Saturdays. And Fridays and all other days. I don't mind. Why not? So, stop making quarrels with so many people. That is the leadership of a woman. Amen. Amen. Now, I said I was giving you 25. Number eight. Become a master of strategic steps. Okay, now what we tena panapaka amro paychat amre tinja na fin paychati. Number one. Fuluanya. Every great destination requires a number of steps. Ani dil after it and dil after it and it and it tak tinja na mar. Now I'm sharing to you from my book Art of Leadership. Where is it? Msaram no afam le book kwe nfaisam tarch. Which one is it? This one? Oh. 
Yeah. The first 25, I decided to share with you the first 25 chapters. So I'm on the eighth chapter. Read it after. Everything you go to requires a number of steps. Number two, the West leaders take zero steps. Yes. They are the ones who always expect something to be done to them. Number three. Bad leaders are good only to want to take only one step. Number four. The greater the goal, the greater the number of maneuvers and steps you need to take. Number five, each step requires faith and patience. Many strategies can take only four steps. Number seven, become a man who takes as many steps as need be. Graduate from being a zero-step person or a one-step person. Okay, no, and apa kifta mitia andrei do tinja na reta se tukunu rice na afanemnuwe mbolatse na re tinja na mitia miakasham tinja na fulu ante atane tan. Amen. Amen. Now, any great thing you want to do requires steps. One, two, three, four. Ro tinja na reta leo ro savatali peti no ande na reta te mtak tinja na en tu troa kat. You want to be a pastor of a big church? You need steps. It will not happen in a day. Amen. Amen. You want to be an evangelist? There are a number of steps you have to take. One, two, three, four. And then you achieve it. But if you think you're just going to suddenly be there and it's going to happen, you're making a mistake. There's nothing you can achieve without taking a number of steps. Amen. 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 So when I wanted to be a pastor of a church, I took certain steps. Yes. Strategic steps. What steps did I take to become a pastor of a church? Strategic steps. I decided to start early. Oh yes. I decided to pray. I decided then to take a step of reading books about church growth. Then I decided to take a step of going to learn from people who have church growth. And I found Yongicho. And I took the steps to fly to Korea in 1994. It was on my journey to have a church that would be big. Yes. 
I have to find people who have done it and go to them be humble towards them and learn from them so I did that then I joined the board of church growth oh yes because I believe association it helps the anointing to come on you you, 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 you will you will always be like people that you are with most of the people who came with me uh, they are like me at least in their minds so I became a friend of people who have big churches. Yes. Then I, I became international. And I started to learn things that were not to be learned in Ghana. Because in my country, in everybody's country, there's limits to what you can learn from your own people. Yes. Yes. Then I, I, I had conventions. Prayer meetings. Many steps I've taken to become a pastor with a, a, a big church. Yes. So without taking certain steps, you're not going to get there. Yes, even God, when he wanted to, I mean, re re get, re when, when man fell, he wanted to correct it. And he's taking so many steps. Put a man in the garden, he cursed woman to, to, to desire man to, so that people will be always marrying having sex always. and having more children replenish the earth then he chose Abraham decided to work with Abraham Isaac Jacob and bless and make a special nation and out of that nation decided to send his son in the form of a, 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 a man and to come and to preach for just a short time and impact the whole world then die on the cross and pay a legal price for all of us to be saved then to ascend to heaven then to send apostles to pronounce this message to the whole world these are steps that God is taking to get back some of the people to rescue people to come back to himself. Steps. Before we came to Madagascar, to say, you have no idea the steps we have taken for the last six years. We have to, you see, our, the, in, uh, here, do you drive on the left or the right? It's like Ghana. They drive on the, yeah. Our, our, our crusade was just in Durban. 
We wanted to take a ship to come to Madagascar. They said no. The car must drive on the left hand drive or whatever, right hand or left hand drive. Yeah. So we have to think how to get a car that drives on the left. Many steps to get instruments, to get a stage, all the things we are using. Some are from here, some are from Ghana, some are from China, some are from South Africa, some are from America. Every for so many years we have been assembling. I've trained crusade directors for years, for 18 years. The same people, they know how to do crusade. They're experienced in many nations. Wow. Wow. I didn't just get up and say, I'm fl- taking flying to uh, Breakerville. Every great achievement is step one, two, three, four, five steps. Always. Always. You have to take steps. Steps. So in your ministry, you need to take a step and stay with the step. Take the steps. And you will become something that you can't believe you can ever become. Amen. You don't deviate from it. You don't deviate from your steps. Be a follower of strategic steps. Don't be afraid it will take too long. Yeah. It will not take too long. My dream was to be like Bonke. Oh yeah, and now today I'm like Bonke. At least I'm having crusades in Africa. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody I'm taking strategic steps. Number nine. I'm giving you 25 things about leadership. Number nine. Interact with the great and the small. Amen. Amen. Jesus interacted with Nicodemus. Amen. Amen. And Jesus interacted with beggars. Amen. Amen. And to the poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you can never be a leader if you don't interact with the great and the small. Yes. 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 Now, I know that Brickerville is not such a big city. 
and it's not such a rich city. But if you are a leader, you need the small and the big. Amen. Amen. What is great, you must be good at it. Small. Oh yes. So you must be able to be okay. Look, I am very happy to be here in Brickerville. Yeah. Yes, very happy. Once I can do the work, I'm blessed. Yes. There are some people, ah, they can only stay in five-star hotels. Not Jesus. Not Jesus. You must be able to stay anywhere. And you must be able to talk, interact, relate, relate with the great and also the small. Yes. I know big things. Rich things. By the grace of God, I've hosted presidents in my house. Yes. Yes. By the grace of God, I've been at so many high places. I've stayed in Hilton Hotel and any other hotel. Yes. But I've also stayed in any ordinary place. Oh, yes. I've preached to people who have nothing. And I've preached to people who have a lot. You will never be great unless you can interact with both the great and the small. If you can only interact with the small, but you can't interact with the great, there's something wrong with you. I'll tell you something. Since I became a pastor, if I look at my missionaries, the ones who have a problem are the ones who cannot interact with the great. Yes. You see, there are people who, they, they, they don't want to talk to me. But they want to talk to somebody else under me. Usually, such a person will have a problem. Why can't you talk to me? Yes, you should be able to relate with me. Yeah. And why do you only want to relate with somebody else? Yes. One day I was looking at somebody. His marriage was uh, about to divorce. And he went to talk to everybody except me. But you see, I was the one who, if I was to say, stop it, it will stop. I was, I was watching the as they, they were now almost for the judge to, to speak. You make a mistake when you only don't interact with everybody who God needs you to interact with. Yes. The Archbishop of Canterbury, the one who is going to bury the Queen, and the one who will officiate 
the coronation. I've, I've chatted with him, taking pictures with him. I've been to in his castle to stay in his castle before. Why not? And I've also met pastors in Brickerville. Yes. Beautiful. And, and today I'm going to take pictures with the pastors in Brickerville. It's a blessing. Number 10. Protect your integrity. Amen. Amen. How do you protect your integrity? Lies and deception. Don't become a liar. A lie is like a sharp knife. A sharpened knife that you take and cut through your clothes in the front. And after that, it's all open in the middle. It's difficult to wear those clothes again. Don't do that to yourself. Stop telling lies. And fear telling of you must be afraid of lying. Yes. Pastors. You must be afraid of telling lies. That's what will destroy your integrity. You not be whole. You not be normal again. Because you are a liar. Number two, treachery, betrayal. Don't betray ever. You know when somebody trusts you, you must tell yourself. What will I do with this person who trusts me? What will I say to this person who trusts me? That alone should keep you from being treacherous and Yes. Are you listening to me? Immorality will also remove your integrity. Amen. Amen. Immorality. Immorality. So, yes. You must see fornication and adultery as something that wants to destroy you. Yes. So you have to protect yourself. You have to take evasive action. And you have to take preventive action. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody, protect your integrity. Amen. Amen. Now, number 13, 11. Give people hope as a leader. Amen. Amen. Hope is necessary. The Bible calls hope is an anchor. Hope keeps you stable. When you put a ship 
on the water. The boat will just move away from where you put it. Not because of a storm. Not because of a storm. Storms are not what are moving the boat. The normal water movement it is called normal life. The way normal life is you lose your position. And you will not be hopeful. That's why say, hope is an anchor. I hope in God to do something great. And that hope stabilizes me in the same position. The normal water daily life waters movement if you don't take care, all your hope will be gone. So hope is very important for a pastor to give people hope. Hope stabilizes you. And you, if you are a leader, you have to learn how to give hope. God will right all the wrongs. God will repay. God will pay you back. Every seed you sow, you will reap a good harvest. God will fight your enemies for you. These words of hope will stabilize you and keep you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 12. What is number one, by the way? What is number one? I can't hear you. What is number one? Huh? Number two. Number two. Continue. Now the points are all in the book. Number one to whatever. Number three, number four. No, 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 no. Ask them. Ina fayen. Ina fafitu. Ina fafalu. Ina fasivi. Ina fafulu. Oh yes. Ina farakembe fulu. Wow. Number 12, never use wisdom without power or power without wisdom. Amen. Amen. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, the Bible says that Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Amen. 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 Power 
circles with wisdom. Amen. Amen. We have in the church those who are power specialists. And then we have wisdom specialists. You must be both. Christ, the power, and the wisdom of God. Yeah. Both of them help you to do anything. If you want to be successful in school, you must use wisdom by studying hard and use power by praying about it. Amen. Amen. When I preach on the stage in a crusade, I use power and wisdom. Oh, yes. I use the wisdom of God. Yesterday, I used the wisdom of God. I preached about um, the prodigal son. That's wisdom. That's not a power message. That's a message of the truth. The wisdom of Jesus to explain how a man goes, a son can go far from his father and far from God. A simple wisdom of Jesus. I shared that one. Then after that, I used the power of God. And I prayed for the sick. And there were miracles of healing to the point where we even didn't believe in the miracles. Fantastic. So ministry is both wisdom and power. Now, these books are the wisdom. If you nourish yourself in these books, you will receive wisdom for ministry. And then you also need power for ministry. You need to be a man of prayer. Oh, yes. And you have to believe in the power of God. The other day, the Holy Spirit told me, lay hands on people. I should lay hands on people. So these days, I lay hands, especially when I'm in small groups. More because he was telling me that I'll be imparting things to people. I, I lay hands on the people. Even when small groups come to me, I, I like to lay hands. I feel something is passing into the people. The power of God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many priests, they only use the wisdom. One day I was, day I was analyzing the difference between some of our older fathers, the older churches, and then newer Pentecostal churches. The newer Pentecostal churches, the, the older churches, 
our fathers. They, they speak such wisdom. Sometimes the pastor will read his sermon. Read the whole sermon. The sermon is very good. With a lot of points. Explanation. You can see. If you can think, you can see. But sometimes you see people will be sleeping. As the pastor is reading his sermon. Have you been to a church where the pastor is reading the sermon and sleeping? But if you can concentrate and listen, you will see that he is speaking wisdom even though people are sleeping. Because it is true, it is real wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. But you don't only need the wisdom. You need the power. Yes. Yeah. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Yes. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, it brings some power to that wisdom. And that is what we have in Pentecostal churches. It may not be perfect. The English may not be so good. Yes. But there's power. There's power there. There's power. There's life. There's life. Pastors be filled with the spirit. Yes, be filled with the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. Yeah. You don't have to say much. When you are filled with the spirit. And you're using both the power and the wisdom of God. Now, if you just use power only, you also have a problem. If you notice, people who have these very powerful, prophetic, whatever, they are not able to have very big churches. Yes. Hey, I know some prophets. Ah, they can call you and tell you your, um, uh, what do you call it? ATM number. Yeah, I've, I've seen them and I, I, when I see the only thing I, I feel in my heart is that I want to be like these people. Oh yes. I want to have this kind of power. Oh, yes. So I'm praying God will give me this part. Don't, be, don't be surprised. <laughs> but you see, if you use only that, you still don't have a certain level of ministry. Yeah. It, it's still, you are limited. Because you need power and also wisdom. Yes. Yes. Because you would have thought that the whole world would follow after someone who can tell you your name, 
your address, your ATM number, and your passport number. And it seems the people in Brickerville, they don't know what I'm talking about. Do you have such prophets in uh, Madagascar? Yes. Tell your neighbor, don't use power without wisdom. Amen. Amen. Number 13, be a man of conviction. Amen. Amen. You must have a conviction about what you are doing. Amen. How do you know how to become a man of conviction? Number one, do not read your speeches. Number one, how to be a man of conviction. Do not read your speeches. Speak to the people from your heart. Amen. Amen. Number two, make sacrifices. Amen. Amen. About what you believe. The sacrifice you've made reveals that you are a man of your convictions. Number three, think about heaven and hell judgments. Think deeply. People who don't think deeply, they are not convicted about what they are doing. Amen. Amen. And finally, be zealously affected always. Galatians chapter 4, verse 18. It is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing and not only when I am present with you. Amen. Amen. You see pastors sleeping. Yes. One day I took some pastors somewhere to go and see Benny Hinn. Have you heard of Benny Hinn? Have you seen Benny Hinn? I know Benny Hinn before. Hey! And Benny Hinn came on stage to preach. I was so excited. I was just near him. And I looked to see my pastors. Ah, one of them was asleep. He was sleeping. My heart was broken. My heart was broken. Oh. oh. So <laughs> you have to be someone who really is interested and believes in what you are doing. Hallelujah. Be a man of conviction. Amen. Amen. Now, number four, chapter 14, wait for your season. Amen. Amen. Everything is in seasons. Amen. Amen. Everything is in seasons. The Bible teaches us that our seasons. Amen. Amen. Now, number 15, 
Fatima beful. Use the secret of concentration. A pessoa safa me afun fifantuan. Use the secret of concentration. A pessoa safa me afun fifantuan. Chapter 15. Number 15. Use the secret of Fatima beful. A pessoa safa me afun fifantuan. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. I Philippians press towards the mark 14. of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Me saka tatan mark ni antso avuna de manto zi on look. Amen. Amen. I press towards the mark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, concentration is a biblical principle. Amen. Amen. Concentration, listen to this. Concentration is bringing all efforts, faculties, and activities to bear on one thing. Concentration. The secret of concentration. Four areas you must concentrate on. Concentrate on church growth. Concentrate on church planting. Concentrate on the anointing. Concentrate on becoming a good pastor. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's the secret of concentration. Yes. Pastors don't concentrate on church growth. Pastors don't concentrate on church planting. Pastors don't concentrate on the ministry. Pastors don't concentrate on becoming anointed. Look, I am anointed. Otherwise, I will not be here. I am depending on that anointing. Without concentrating, you'll never be anointed. Yes. Without concentrating on becoming anointed. Yeah. I've been 35 years a pastor. Like called pastor. And 40 years I've been in the, in the, working in the ministry. I'm always concentrating on something. Yes. The same thing. I'm always concentrating on my church. Even as I'm at the crusade, I'm, as soon as I finish this, in the I'm on meetings thinking only and my mind is on the church. You see, there are some laws of concentration. Number one, every great human achievement is the result of concentration. Yes, every great achievement is a result of some people who concentrated. No great achievement is comes about without serious focusing and concentrating on that thing. Is that concentration that will lead you to take series of strategic steps? Look how I've concentrated on trying, like I see the bonky 
crusade as a, a vision. When I met Ponky, I told you, look, I am one, I am one of your stepsons. And he said, don't use that word stepson. I said, because I'm a son from afar. But I am focusing for the last 18 to 20 years to do crusade and how to let the crusade work. Anything that is not on your mind every day. Huh? You are not concentrating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You see pastors and they will say, oh, this country is like this. This country, the people are like It's not any country. It's not anything. It's you who are not concentrating. Every great military battle is won by bringing all forces to concentrate on one thing. Concentration makes people work faster. Because I'm concentrated, I'm working faster. Yesterday night, I was concentrating on another area of my ministry. Before I even got to where I would sleep, I, after the crusade, after the meeting, I did another and I, I was able to achieve important things before I even came out of the car because Concentrate on your church in Brickerville. Concentrate in becoming anointed. What anointing do you have? What anointing do you have? You will not, you will not even be interested in reading the book about anointing. As for me, I'm carrying many mantles. And I'm enjoying them. Oh yes. You may make fun of me, but if you can equal what I'm doing. Come to Brickerville. The more delays to your project, the more discouraged everyone becomes. The slower you work, the more tired and uninterested everybody is. Yes. yes, because you are slow. You are not focused. You are not concentrating. How do you think they went to the moon? They concentrate on going to the moon for years. And then in the end they went. Concentrate on overcoming. Concentrate on doing your work. Focus on it. Concentrate. Number eight, concentration depends on 
on your ability to distinguish between the relevant and irrelevant. People who are not concentrating, they always do things that are not relevant. <laughs> How does this help? How does this help? Huh? Doing all sorts of things which are not part of your ultimate vision. The slower you work, everybody is not interested in what you are doing. The greatest thief of concentration is the telephone. It is useless socializing and television. Any pastor who is on his phone all the time is not serious. I'm telling you, and he's not anointed. If you are a pastor and you are on your phone all the time, you are not serious. Oh, yes. Like this all the time. You are not anointed. You can write it somewhere and watch, let's watch and see. When I put on my phone and I check you see people online, 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 online. I know that they are not anointed. You see, because if you are praying, you will not be online. It's true. Your phone should be say, last seen yesterday at this time. That's how your phone should be. Last seen yesterday at 12 o'clock. That's the last, last scene. One pastor, he was on his phone all the time looking at naked um, girls. So his wife told him, his wife told him, do you see this other pastor? When you check his phone, last seen, two days ago, last seen yesterday. So try to follow his example so that you don't have to look at naked girls all the time. Yes, his wife told him. Oh, yes. I think I'm talking to the wrong people. Yeah, I, 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 I am, I've gone to the wrong church. I will go to Rwanda and, and You want to build a church? Concentrate. 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 
The phone is not work is not helping you. Television. And useless. I'll never forget these three words. Useless socializing. When I heard somebody say useless socializing. Useless socializing, mobile phone, television. These three. Oh yes. Whether you are a boy, whether you are a girl, if you are on your phone a lot, I'm telling you, I'm prophesying to you, I'm speaking to you in your room, I'm telling you, you are not serious, you are not spiritual, you are not anointed, I'm telling you, it's a reality. You think I don't know? God knows. I think I'll stop. Uh, yeah, I think I'll stop. Swaggy. 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 Concentration. Keeps you from jealousy and strife. Amen. 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 Number 16. Help the people around you to accomplish great things with their lives. Help the people around you to accomplish great things with their lives. Amen. Where is the book? I want to give him a book. Where is it? Ah, yes. Open it, you see, chapter 16. Open the table so you can. Table of contents. Train. <laughs> Help people to accomplish great things. Now, I have come here to help you to accomplish great things. Amen. Amen. That's why I came with these books. Everybody who works with me, I want them to be great. Sometimes I accuse, I accuse some of my bishops. And I tell them that some of the people that are working with you are great people. But because they are working with you, they are not becoming great. One of the things is that I feel I can never assess somebody who works under someone. Because the greatness of a person comes out based on the person they are working under. That's why leadership is to help other people to accomplish great things with their lives. Oh, yes. yes. Somebody under you must become great. Almost everybody who knows me knows my assistants 
knows my friends, knows the people that work for me, know they, they, you will know them. You will know them because they will become great and you realize that they are great and they are important. And you will realize that they are great and they are important. I am not saying that they are great and they are important. Oh yes. Yeah. The lady who introduced me to preach and the gentleman who introduced me to preach I think you are classmates, right? Uh, they are classmates in medical school. I knew them when they were students. Both, both of them were not married. And they were my juniors. At least six years behind me. Oh, yes. I would, you would not have known that this one would have been a wife of somebody. This one would have been a doctor of, I mean, someone so doctor so and so and that's all. You wouldn't know them, but now you know them. Oh yes, yes. Try to help the people around you. To accomplish great things. Amen. Amen. Are you here or you are leaving? Amen. Amen. So for me, I have third John verse 4. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. Amen. Number 17. Make people obey you gladly. Amen. Amen. Make people obey you what? Gladly. Gladly. Hey. As a leader, you must know how to make people obey you happily. How do you do that? Number one. Remove unwilling people from the team. Yes. There are some people that will always not be happy. Their presence is like the presence of uh, the presence of uh, the presence of something in the water. Like poopoo, you see? It's like a piece of poopoo in the water. The water is eventually going to become brown. Maru marungu. <laughs> Their presence discolors everything and brings a smell. There are some people they are never happy and they are never lucky. You can never give them enough money to make them happy. One day. 
I had uh, one of my bishops and he had a pastor under him and uh, one day something happened and the pastor left. And then he got another assistant. Then one day he, he, he came to me he said, ah, I want to tell you something. Since this new pastor came, I feel so free. But I didn't know I was not free when the old assistant was there. I said, why? He said, the old assistant always makes him feel nervous. It makes him feel I have to get a car. Maybe I have to improve his house or I have to get some more money. I always feel tension. I have to do something because I always feel that he, he needs something that maybe he's jealous of what I have. I don't know. Watch out for people who you always feel under pressure. I have to do this for this person. I have to get a car. I have to get a car. Maybe I have to have a bigger car. Maybe I have to spray the car another color. Maybe I have to take him abroad. Maybe I have to give him some money. Such a person is putting you under pressure. And I tell you, he will never be happy anyway. When the new person came, there was no nothing. Didn't feel any pressure. I have to do this. Are you okay? Is your wife angry with me? Is it okay? All that was gone. So you have to first remove unhappy people. And unlucky. Renulla yankua chotane ratfitande. Discontentment is an emergency. And Rene, what an eh? Fafa puatetena savata usons and savata mic. Yes. When I met my pastors here in Madagascar, I want to remove anybody who is not happy should go away. Refanyona tampastero teto Madagascar, to say, Rosit's father written, took niala tawoli. That's the first thing. Same for Lord. If you are not happy, you are not okay. There's pressure. We need to give this to you. We need this. You need that. You don't have this. You don't have that. Okay, it will never work. It will never work. All the people who are obeying me, they are, all, they are happy to obey me. All the people that I send, they are happy to be sent. Don't be a leader of disgruntled people. You know why I would not like to do politics? Because when you win elections, only half of the country votes for you. And half don't like you. And I would not like to be a leader of half of a country who doesn't want me. I want to lead people who like me and obey me Gladly. Oh, yes. Yes. And my book, chapter 17 says, make people obey 
you gladly. Hatovya makatua na wapifa lina nyulla. Don't have people who fear you. Asamana masamana na ulama tawa tanao. Hey be careful. Hey tandema. He's coming. Tamish. The old man is coming. Hey tamlela antrash. Hey. Watch out. Tandema. Move quickly. Anja na mechi to catch you. Ikaskeno is. He will sack you. Uforoke na. He's not happy with us. Shfalem tikis. You are wrong. This son. You are in the wrong place. Awam tuera na tsije. Go away. Go away. You must decide to be happy. Amen. Amen. Then how to make people obey you gladly? Teach your followers. Explain the instructions. Don't be partial. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm Let the people see that you obey instructions yourself. Oh yes. That's why a good leader, he does the thing himself. Yes. yes. He himself is working. He's not telling people to do something that he did not do. Yes. And that's why if you are building a church, you yourself rise up and work. And then you tell people, let us work. They will all obey you gladly when they see that you are working. There are few kings and queens in the world today. Amen. Amen. Number six, get rid of complaining and murmuring individuals. Get rid of complaining and murmuring individuals. That's what I was saying at the beginning, but it's a point here. Correct wrong attitudes. Amen. Amen. Reward people. Always trying to reward people. But not under pressure. If I feel pressure, if I feel pressure to reward you, then I don't want to reward you. Amen. 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 If you sing, I don't see why I should always have to say thank you for singing. I don't see why I should be under pressure to say thank you, Shawanda, for singing. Your song was very nice. Uh, uh, if I don't say thank you, uh, you'll be offended and something will happen. No! I don't see why I should tell her thank you for singing or this one say thank you for singing or this one thank you for doing nobody tells me that my preaching is good nobody also tells me anything I, 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 and I just preach, I have to preach no one comes and tells me oh we, we like your preaching, it was so beautiful so far. I just preach, I have to do my work Amen. Amen. Number 18. 
Come so that the, the, the point before was make people obey you gladly, not fearfully. Gladly. Wow. Number 18. Contemplate, reflect, be thoughtful, and consider the things you see around you. Amen. Amen. Learn by watching. Amen. Amen. No leader must go anywhere without learning something. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 1 says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. I thought about so many things. You must start becoming a wise man by thinking deeply. Amen. 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 Now, whenever you travel, that's why you must travel. You must learn something. Amen. 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 You must think deeply all the time. When you are on your phone, you will not see anything. So get off your phone and open your eyes. You will start seeing things. Amen. Amen. Everywhere I have ever gone to preach, I always learn something. Amen. Amen. I can't remember anywhere that I went to preach, any country that I went to preach, that God didn't speak to me. Oh, yes. I can't remember. Everywhere, I, 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 I almost get ready for it. I almost get ready for God to speak. The Bible says in Proverbs, wisdom cries at the gates. That means when you are entering, Wisdom starts to speak at the gates. There's a lot to learn. Right here. In Madagascar. I've learned so much since I came here. One of the things that I've learned is that missions can work. Missions can work. Missions can work. Yeah. Because you see, when I came to Madagascar, I heard there was a pastor here in Madagascar who is a Ghanaian who speaks tree, the local language in Ghana. He's got a church of over 2,000 people. And he, he doesn't speak uh, Malagasy. He doesn't have books in Malagasy. But the church is working. Yes. I, I learned that, you know, God can use you. <laughs> without the usual things, without what you think you need. Two thousand members is a lot of members in Madagascar. By a tree speaking, a shanty pastor. 
What are we complaining about? What are we complaining about? We are, that's why I started by saying everything depends on the leadership. That is chapter one. I'm always learning. I'm always seeing. That's why this a good leader think. God didn't bring you here for nothing. When I entered my house, uh, where I'm staying, in thought in my house, I can live here. I can do the work of God here. Oh, I can stay here. And I can do the work of God here. Let God speak to you. Oh yes. Yen. Oh yes. Yen. This is where white people came on their ships and came to colonize. No island must be too far. No country must be too difficult. For us to take the gospel to. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. Wow. Think deeply. Because God brought you here. To speak to you. You know. I met somebody. And God spoke to me. Hey. Hey. He said, you see now, this is what Satan wanted to do. I realized that God was speaking to me. You never go somewhere. Listen, you never go somewhere God didn't speak to you. Then you didn't hear. Then you didn't think. Then you didn't think. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance or to your mind so many things. That's why I'm going to invite you to come to Ghana to our conference and to our Bible school. There is no way you will travel somewhere without God speaking to you. It can't happen. Oh, yes. From the first day that I went to Korea, Every time I learned something. Yes. I even have a cemetery in my in my church because I learned how to have a cemetery. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to Korea now to see where Yongicho was buried. And to honor him is a, a father to me. There's no way I cannot learn something. One day I attended a funeral of, of, of a friend of mine in America, a pastor. I learned so many things. Never seen some before. Yes. I pray your minds are open. Or I'm talking to the wrong people. I shall go to Rwanda to share all these things. Yes. 
Number 19, strive for excellence. Amen. Amen. One of the main characteristics of a particular continent is shabbiness. Shabbiness. Shabby. I don't know which continent that is. I said, I don't know which continent that is. What does shabby mean? Deteriorated. Altered. On the decline. Degenerate. West. It means West. Battered. It means it's weathered. It means it's weather beaten. It means it's it means it is dilapidated. It means it is faded. Wilted. It means it is in bad taste. It is unrefined. It is coarse. It is indecorous. Shabby. Shabby. That's why in the art of leadership we say strive for excellence. Excellence. When you go to a place that you see shabbiness, you see there's a lack of a certain type of good leadership. The White House, the White House in America, it was built to intimidate visiting foreign heads of state. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was built to intimidate visitors. Hey. So strive for excellence. And let us take from our lives, our churches, and all our things. Huh? Shabbiness. Shabbiness. Withered. Dilapidated. Faded. On the decline. No, 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 no. Number 20. Rally people around you. Amen. Amen. Rally people around you. Amen. Amen. A leader must be someone who has people around him. One day I visited a president. In his house. Now, this man has been a president before. But I learned something when I visited him. You see, in his sitting room, in his living room, he has. A, a big chair. 
And this, the sitting room, are we okay there? Chair fell down. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Everybody say rally people around you. This is step number 20. Yes. Farupul Zaya. Now I visited a president. And his sitting room was almost as big as but not as big. Almost as big as this. His chair was here. season. And there were chairs here. Chairs here, chairs there, chairs there, with carpet in between. And I saw that his house was a place for meetings. Hey, he always having meetings. And I understood why he was the president. He this principle. Rally people. People should always come to the house. Always meeting. This group. This group. This group. This group. It's a sign of a leader. And his house. You can see the chairs. A lot of people have sat on the chairs like an aeroplane. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, if you are a leader, you are a pastor, Pastor, rally people around you. Let them come. Let them come. Let the people come. Let the people come. People want somewhere to go. Oh, yes. And you are going to be that great leader. You are going to be that great leader. Let them come. Give them food. Let them eat. Tell them to come again. But when you are not a leader, let them go. Let them go. You don't have food. They should eat in their houses. Hey. Hey. They should use the toilet in their houses. But when you are a leader, let them come. Bring them. Bring food. Bring food. Give them something to eat. Receive anointing for leadership. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's in the book. Make people feel that you want them around you. Appreciate them. Generally admire their cars. Houses. Yes. People want someone to say, Ah, your car is nice. Who, or your house is nice. Who better than your pastor? Yes. All of us are like that. We all, we all want somebody to say, oh, your church is nice, your house is nice, your car is nice, your wife is nice, your this is good. 
Everybody wants it. Mnuleta mila santo le chara fiara nawa chara finguna nawa chara fata nawa chara mumba no reta. Gather the people. Speak to them nicely. Show people that you respect them. Be conscious of those with inferiority complexes and treat them specially. Amen. Don't tease people who don't like teasing. Call people by their name soon after you have met them. Offer food and drinks to visitors. Give them food. Find something for them to eat. Listen to people's problems. Let the conversation center around others rather than what you are doing. Be an encourager. Say thank you. Smile at the people. Whenever there's an opportunity, give a gift. Mourn with people who are mourning. Go the extra mile. Be friendly. Greet people in a pleasant way. Be concerned when listening to people's problems. Notice when people are absent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a book. <laughs> Everything is in the book. Yes. Notice when people are absent. Call them to come. Don't just stand and think that suddenly the church will be full of people. You have to metamorphosize. Metamorphosize into a father, a carer, a rallier of people around. Rally people around you. Oh, soon the crowd will get bigger and bigger. Everybody will be seeking for just one minute to talk to you. Hallelujah. Number 21. We are going only to 25, then we have closed. Number 21. Am I seeing right? Choose hard and difficult things instead of nice and easy things. Amen. Amen. Choose what? Hard and difficult things. Jesus said in John 12, 27, Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto thee. Amen. Amen. Do the hard things. Amen. Amen. Do the hard things. Number 22. Readily embrace new ideas. Amen. Amen. Readily embrace new ideas. Wow. Wow. Readily embrace new ideas. Wow. Wow. For instance, one of the new ideas that I'm readily embracing is to send a missionary to a country where he does not speak the language, cannot speak, and will never speak. Oh, yeah. Because I'm seeing people who are doing it. 
readily embrace every new idea. Today, I don't know who you are watching on FaceTube, YouTube. Facebook. YouTube. Healing Jesus Television. Embrace new ideas. God sent me to speak to you prophetically that there's a new idea. It has always never occurred to you that this is possible or this can be done or this is the way. But God is saying this new idea, this may be the answer you've been looking for. And the a leader is ready to embrace new ideas. Wow. Some time ago, I only consecrate people, uh, bishops who are, have done certain things. Then the Holy Spirit asked me one day, when Jesus was sending uh, John and these guys, what had they accomplished before he called them apostles? And I realized that they had accomplished nothing, but he still ordained them as apostles and sent them. Taluzan zare fa manustra bishops and sisana terose na fita savata nusura. Farevan tseria tsesosia zona sunama niran nevambolatsa na fiti nin tenandaya save po fosen daya. Wow. Number what now? How many numbers do you have? Fifth one and anatike. Twenty-three. Number twenty-four. I will now go to number 23. Number 23. Number 23. Value people. Amen. Amen. Three people whose value was revealed. Ruth was worth more than seven sons according to Ruth 4.15. He said, He shall be unto thee a restorer of life for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, is better to thee than seven sons. Not everybody has the same price. Some, some people are more valuable. But everybody is valuable. Elkanah, her husband, told Hannah, Am I, why is your heart grieved? Huh? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? First Samuel one eight. Am I not better to you? Who than is ten sons? Father, save us this charm now. Miotan zanaka full. Hey, Number three, David. Fatir. In Second Samuel eighteen, the people answered, "Thou shalt not go forth, for if we flee away, they will not care, of our, care for us. Even if half of us die, they will not care for us. But now thou art worth ten thousand of us." 10,000. So, King David was worth 10,000 ordinary people. David, Lanza Nantumba Bidden, David, what a name? Lepe Laftisism by Bull, Miota Nulla Rayal. People are valuable. Tena af Manandanza Nul. Amen. 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 Value people. Melanza Nul, La Metumba Bidis. Amen. Amen. Value what? Melanza Nis away. Some people really value money. They value computers. They value buildings. But they don't value people. My riches are people. Yes. My riches are people. Yeah. David was worth more than 10,000 other 
members. Elkanah told his wife, I am worth more than 10 sons. Elkanah a lot of wives don't know that. That the husband is worth more than 10 sons. When you check their mobile phone, their profile is their, their son or their child. And their husband has been put aside. Is it true or it's not? It does not happen in Madagascar. Maybe, maybe I should I should talk to another group of people. The husband said, "Look, I am worth more than ten of those boys." Today, if you ask people, I'm giving you an option. One has to die. Your husband or your child. You will see the husband will be nominated to die over yes. and over and over. Oh yes. Yeah. You will be nominated, you'll be shocked. Hopkins. They will nominate you as a husband. It's better you die. Better you die. Better you leave me with the children. You die. They, they don't follow the biblical value system that he is worth to you more than than 10 sons. Hey. Hey. It's because you don't value people that people go away from you. Everybody goes where he is valued. Oh, yes. Me, I go where I feel I'm valued. Yes. Yes. Where I feel they value me. I am attracted to that place. It's not about money. But it's the value. Oh yes. One day I went to preach somewhere. And when I finished. I, I, when I sat in the car. I said. I will never come here again. I will never come here. Never. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this pastor does not value what I have done. I preach with all my heart. And I raise funds for his building project. But I, I felt in my heart that this man does not even like my preaching and taking offering for his church. He didn't, didn't want all this. I don't know why. As I was closing the door. In the car. 
as I was closing the door. That is when I said to myself that I will never come here again. Tell somebody, value people. All right. Now, number 24. If you cannot read, you cannot lead. And number 25. See ahead. Prepare for the future. Amen. 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 Prepare for the future. Now, so I've given you 25, but let's look at 24 again. If you cannot lead, if you cannot lead, if you cannot read, sorry, you cannot lead. Amen. Amen. Now, reading a book puts you in direct contact with the person. Now, you are not going to be able to make direct contact with many great people. Amen. 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 Now, Bonke is somebody whom I wanted to make direct contact with. But I was able to, but at a point I was not able to. But through a book, you know, when I read his book on his life story, I had like a personal interaction with him. Oh, yes. It was a revelation of many things he experienced in the crusades. I never knew that he even went to prison. He went to a country for a crusade and they put him straight in prison. And he was there for, I think, one or two days. Yes, and then he had to go. Many things he experienced. Yes. So, a book is the most valuable thing you can ever have. And that is why in the book of Revelation, an angel appeared in chapter one, chapter 10 and verse 1. And this is the biggest angel ever described in the Bible. And the angel had only one mission. And that mission was to give a book to John. And in the vision, the Lord said, to John, go and take the book that is in the hand of the angel. Go and take that book. Go and take the book. And eat it. Until it becomes bitter in your stomach. Books are such that at first they are sweet, but they can become bitter. If you eat this book, 
Then he said, you will prophesy. You will preach. You will preach and prophesy to nations, to multitudes, to many people, to many tribes, and many languages. Today I am preaching to you in Malagasy with Malagasy books. But I don't come from here. I am from far away, my little corner in Koligono. And I'm prophesying in another nation. In another language. To another type of person. Just as the Bible says. It has happened to me. I am prophesying and preaching and speaking in another language, in another nation, to other people, to kings. It's amazing. It's amazing. And how did I come to this place? Am I a trained pastor? No, I am not. I've never been trained. I've never been to evangelist school. Bible, Bible school. But I got hold of books by Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Hagen. And one day in 1988, because I read his book, I became interested in his preaching. Because a person's book and a person's preaching are sometimes different. Yes. Faith comes by hearing. So I started to listen to him preaching. And also reading his books. One day. In 1988, in June. I was in a town. Called Suhum. And whilst I was in that town. In the middle of the night. I was listening to this man. And suddenly. Something jumped out of the tape and came into my belly. I felt it go and then I heard a voice and the voice said from today you can teach. From today you can teach. From today you can teach. That is why I encourage you and you see it, it, is, it has happened from that day from that time my teaching I don't know what it is about it but my teaching is different the first person who noticed it was a lady called Mercy oh yes, oh, yes. her children are in my church she said who is when I came back from that town, she said there was something different. And you see, the spirit of God is like the wind. You can't see it or know where it is. She wrote a letter to her friend. Her friend was called Eunice. And she wrote a friend and she said, Brother Doug is different. There's something different. My church had only 25 members. The whole world church was 25 members. When God anointed me, 
The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. Preaching is affected by the anointing. Number one is preaching. And suddenly, a young boy with 25 members, 25 years old, with 25 members, I became anointed. And gradually, everything changed. The preaching, more people. When I myself look at my pictures, in those days, I don't know why anybody joined the church. I was very thin. When you see me, you, you think I'm a terrorist. Hey. I was always fasting. This, she joined my church at that time. She believed in me long ago. Oh, yes. But it's mysterious. People, you see, when the Holy Spirit is on you, that's what anointing. There's an invisible attraction. Yes. Yes. Bonki told me. He said, I want to encourage you. Before he died, the last time. He said, one day somebody came to me. A lady, I don't know her. She wrote a check. One million dollars. And gave it to him. She said, I didn't know her. She said, tell me what name to write. And he told me, I want to encourage you. He said to me, I want to encourage you. And I'm here today to encourage you. When God gives you the anointing, you'll be surprised at the effect of the anointing to draw people to, to let you have supporters and helpers and power for the work of God. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. It is supernatural. Supernatural. It is supernatural. May you become the greatest leader. As you read the books, may God also anoint you and encourage you to serve Him all the days of your life. Oh yes, you'll be yeah. a tower in the ministry. Don't be afraid of starting as a young person. Start as a young person. God loves young people. Jesus was a young man. Jesus was never a middle-aged man even. Only a young man. And God used him. Father, thank you for the people that you have raised up in this conference. You have anointed through the reading of books, through the teachings, through the word of God, your power,